0: Hello, and welcome to the Eisner Amper podcast series. Today, we're taking a look at the venture capital landscape for the fourth quarter of 2020. I'm your host, Dave Plasco, and with us is Alan Wink, the managing director of Eisner Amper's Capital Markets. Alan, good to talk with you.
1: Dave, how, how's everything? I hope everyone's well.
0: Good, good. So, tell us, in the midst of a, of a variety of economic, social, public health, and political upheaval, uh, VC investment stood rather resilient. Why don't you tell us about that?
1: Dave, you know, if we could look back to last March or April, I never thought we'd be having this conversation about what's going on in, in venture capital investing. I think you know, 2020 exceeded everybody's expectation. It exceeded the rosiest forecast we could possibly think. You know, it was a record year on a number of fronts. And this happened in 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 the middle of a pandemic, the worst pandemic we've seen in a hundred years. It was a record year for for venture capital investment, 156 billion dollars deployed. It was a record year for fundraising, about 74 billion dollars depl- uh, that was raised last year. It was a record year for mega deals or deals over a hundred million dollars, 321 hundred plus million dollar deals were completed last year. And it was the second best year in terms of venture capital backed exits. So all in all, it was a phenomenal year, you know, in spite of everything that happened, you know, in our country last year, everything that happened around the world.
0: And what do you attribute that to?
1: You know, I think venture capital embraced, you know, the virtual work environment. They, they realized they had to deploy capital. That's their business. They became comfortable doing deals in a, a virtual environment, doing deals, um, doing due diligence virtually. Um, and also, you know, they, in, they invested a lot of money in their existing portfolio companies. They were certainly attracted to, you know, later stage transactions. Um, I think 67% of the dollars invested by, by VCs last year were in later stage deals, so they they did embrace uh, larger and more mature companies.
0: Okay, you mentioned the the mega deal. Tell us a little bit more about those.
1: You know, last year we saw 321 deals over a hundred million dollars. VCs continue in, to embrace investing in larger and larger companies. They continue to embrace writing larger checks, and maybe it's out of necessity because they have raised considerable sums of money over the last three to five years, and that money has to be deployed. And it's a lot easier for the big venture capital funds, the billion dollar plus funds, to write large checks than it is to write, you know, many, many smaller checks. So I think they continue to find large companies that they believe are, are position to grow and large companies that they hope will be able to embrace, you know, the I, the strong IPO market that we're seeing and also the, the strong SPAC market that we're seeing.
0: Okay. Um, looking looking ahead a little bit to 2021, you mentioned IPOs. Uh, what big IPOs do you have on your radar for this year?
1: Well, there there's quite a few. And I, I I'm assuming that the frothy IPO market is going to continue into next year. And, um, you know, it's happening in in all different sectors. You know, of course, it's around healthcare. you know, anything with vaccines or digital health, um, a lot around, um, you know, e-commerce and and Bitcoin um, and also technologies that are impacting, you know, the virtual work environment. You know, to name a couple of companies that that I've been tracking that I, I think will go public you know, probably in the first half of next year, um, you know, a company like Coinbase, which is, you know, the largest cryptocurrency company in the United States, um, a company like Petco, you know, not a big tech company, but taking advantage of, you know, people's love for pets and, you know, this great demand to have pets as a result of COVID. Companies like Robinhood, you know, a, another online brokerage firm, you um, you know Oscar Health that's trying to revolutionize you know healthcare insurance. You know that, that's a small sprinkling of companies that I think are going to have uh, pretty nice IPOs this year.
0: Okay, we'll keep our eye on those. Um, will investors be heading for the exits this year?
1: Um, I I think so. I mean valuations you know are, are still pretty frothy. Um, you know, depending upon the, the age of the fund and they need to find liquidity, I think they will be uh, taking advantage of the vibrant IPO market.
0: Okay. Now, with a new administration in place, you know, what, what do you think it means for the VC markets? For example, do you think we're going to see increased regulation?
1: Yeah, I think if you look at what the reporters have been saying about the Biden administration, you know, I think President Biden certainly will push, you know, for aggressive regulation of financial services. You know, it's quite evident on some of the people that some of his cabinet appointments and some of his uh, senior appointments. I also think, you know, for the VC industry, you know, it, it could be good. You know, even. You know, if you look at the news this morning, and I think President Biden signed you know, several bills yesterday regarding environmental regulation and his focus on the environment. So I think VC funds that are vesting in environmental space or focusing on renewable energy, I think are going to do very, very well in the future, because I think that's where you know, the president is putting a lot of his efforts.
0: Okay. Now, you have an interesting story about one of the president's uh, high-level appointments. Tell us about it.
1: Yes, you know, when you you talk about regulation, I might even, quite unquote, be in the you know in the know a little bit more. My wife and I uh, actually went on a bike trip three years ago to Hawaii. We actually cycled the large island of Hawaii. And one of the people on the trip, and there were only 15 of us, was actually uh, Gary Gensler, who President Biden has appointed to run the SEC. And I spent a week cycling with Gary and talking to Gary about business. And uh, he's a great guy, I'm kind of interested to see how he attacks the SEC, so it's going to be an interesting time. I feel like I'm in the inner circle a little bit, not really, but a little bit.
0: What, what was your take on Gary? Is, is the SEC in good hands?
1: Absolutely. You know, Gary in the Obama administration actually ran the Commodities Futures Trading Commission, and he was really thought of as an aggressive regulator. And beyond that, he was actually the the youngest partner in, in Goldman Sachs history before he went into government. So um, I think, you know, President Biden made it a A very, very good selection.
0: That's good to hear. Well, Alan, as always, thanks for your expertise and your insight and perhaps your future even deeper insight.
1: Thanks, Dave. Stay well,
0: everybody. And thank you for listening to Eisner Amper's podcast series. Visit EisnerAmper.com for more information on this and a host of other topics and journeys for our next podcast when we get down to business.